Welcome to extraterrestrial reality. Uh, the Vegas family that encountered eight to ten foot tall beings in their backyard during the early morning hours of May 1st are back in the news. Uh, just yesterday, Channel 8 out of Las Vegas has, uh, they had a lawyer on that's representing the family now, uh, Sam Hadari, and he's telling uh, Channel 8 News that I guess this family, there's been a lot of trespassers, a lot of people coming around their house. Uh, this family does not want any attention. They don't want any publicity. They just want their privacy. They want to be left alone. Um, and uh, they're, you know, they're actually armed. Uh, so they don't want anybody going near their house and they don't want anyone to get hurt. Anyway, I'm just going to play this little clip here from the Channel 8 News report uh, that was on YouTube yesterday. And you believe them? Yeah, I believe them because they are sincere. They were scared uh, based on what they said, if they have seen that situation. that You saw the video, they were reaching for the gun and also trying to see something. I don't know what happened, but apparently they saw something that was out of ordinary. They don't have any aliens in the uh, storage or anywhere, so don't try to climb up the uh, walls or send the drones. There is a possibility of the injury if they get into it because this family also they are armed as well. So it's better not to do it because they cannot determine who is entering, who is a trespasser, who is a thief or who is a robber. Okay, there you have it. Uh, uh, so now this, to me, again, I've been talking about this family. I had several podcasts on this. or I had Scott Roeder on uh, recently, uh, crime scene reconstruction expert. Uh, who runs a company out of Ohio. He was on recently and he was talking about this incident and he pointed out uh, a segment of the video that was filmed during those early morning hours uh, when this event was ongoing. And there was some sort of being that he was captured on video. Uh, I, I, th I think there was. Scott Roeder thinks there was. And uh, uh, among other, a lot of other people think there were. There was something there that, that these people weren't lying. And I guess what, what you're seeing now, the fact that they have retained an attorney to represent them because they're obviously they, they don't want any publicity if this again i pointed this out before a lot of people were saying this whole thing stinks of a hoax well here's something else that makes it look like the antithesis of a hoax uh if somebody was perpetuating a hoax they wouldn't be hiring a lawyer and uh, to represent them and, and to go on tv and tell people out there trespassers potential trespassers hey to stay away uh, so let's look at all the different things that happened here. Okay, uh, of course, during the late hours of April 30th, uh, there was a police officer that was near the home uh, who, on his body cam footage, captured what looked like a meteor coming down or something, something light, uh, some sort of a light falling from the sky. Uh, a lot of people say this is was a meteor uh, who I've talked to. Uh, there was also somebody from NASA indicated that they think it was a meteor. Now, we don't have any proof of that, and I don't know how anybody could say with 100% certainty that, that it was a meteor, but apparently it was going down in the direction of where that home is, where this Las Vegas family that soon would experience these beings in their yard, where, where they are. So I, I, I guess I'm just... I, I, but I digress. Who cares? Whatever that was, whether it was a meteor or it was the spacecraft itself, I guess we're never going to know, right? Uh, it doesn't matter to me. Well, you know, if a scientist says what, uh, that it, they think it's a meteor, okay, that's fine. But is it a meteor? I mean, it, the falling stars that I've seen over the years, even ones that were close up that I've seen, they're moving a lot faster than what you see on that video. But again, uh, that doesn't matter. The fact of the matter is, is that after that event, after that meteor went down, uh, later on, uh, during the early morning hours, sometime after 12, 
uh, on May 1st, uh, that family, a family member named Angel, contacted police in a 911 call and said that there was 8 to 10 foot tall creatures in the yard that were not human. Uh, the police investigated it. They thought that the family was t- telling the truth. They didn't think it was some sort of a hoax. Uh, and the family didn't immediately go out and, and look for attention on this either. It was uh, a local podcaster in Las Vegas named Doug Papa. And also also then later after him, Channel 8 News uh, got wind of this story from the police and then went to the house uh, sometime after this, over a week after this incident happened, to interview the family members. So again, if it was a hoax, then why wasn't the family members the very next day or the, the, the days afterward uh, immediately taking this story to the public? They weren't because it wasn't a hoax. They were telling the truth. They believed that there was things in their yard. Uh, uh, so then the story does come out because of uh, Doug Papa and also uh, Channel 8. So they meet with uh, people of the press as uh, and before that even Doug Papa and, and they tell him the story you know it seems like Angel was more open this young man in this family was more open it seemed like there was uh, he was a, he had a brother too that was there his apparently his father and a mother we don't know what the family members names are and uh, they want their privacy so I don't think anybody should even if they did know what they who they are they shouldn't put it out there because uh, they're looking for privacy <laughs> obviously they retained an attorney uh, to, to tell the world hey stay away uh, so again, if it was a hoax, they would have immediately done something the next day. That didn't happen. Pe- people went to them, asked them questions, and then the story went public. Then Angel put out that video uh, talk where he talked more about it. Uh, he talked, even previous to that, he talked to Doug Papa on his podcast and told him the whole story. Uh, it's a believable story. Uh, it, it, something happened there. These people were not pulling off a hoax. Now, there are some aspects to the story which I'm, I'm not sure of, uh, which I, I don't know, maybe uh, Angel's imagination's gone a little bit wild. There was some chalk marks on, on, on some concrete in the backyard near doors to uh, where they sleep. Uh, and it looked like he thought it was th- that the aliens did that. I- I'm not so sure about that. But as far as the rest of the story, right, it does seem plausible. I mean, they were lit- literally, they were frightened. You could tell in those videos that they were frightened when they were going trying to go out into that yard. Uh, and then the other part about it, again, they didn't go, they weren't seeking publicity. And then pe- some people say, well, it's, it's obviously a hoax because, uh, you know, Angel called up the news uh, uh channel and then when they went to the door they wouldn't answer the door well obviously you could see what happened there uh angel was seems to be more open about this he wanted to talk about it he didn't have a problem with it but obviously other people in the family uh did have a problem with it and they wanted everyone to stay away and that's why the door doors weren't getting answered obviously uh so again to me none of this stinks of a hoax and now we have this this adds another layer to this whole story uh, we have a lawyer, and the lawyer, you heard what he said, is, you know, he wants them to stay away. He, he believes them. He believes that they believe it anyway. Uh, so it's not a trick. It, there was no, I don't see, if they were trying to make money out of this, then I don't see it. Where is it? I'm not, I don't see them trying to make money out of this. Uh, they don't want us to even talk about it. They just want people to leave them alone. So, again, it's not a hoax. Uh, I think that that incident really happened. I, I do plan on doing one at least one more podcast on this. I was I was speaking with that uh, Scott Roeder, the crime scene reconstruction expert, and uh, uh, we're, we're gonna. I want to do one more thing, one more podcast about this at some point soon, and he's agreed to do it, so he will be on the show at some point uh, again uh, to go over this whole thing, to go through go through the entire timeline of events and figure out which what what parts are fiction and what parts are fact. Uh, 
but you know it's at least you know here i mean i'm talking about this i i i look at the evidence i look at the at the video i you know scott roeder helped out with 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 his analysis you know there's there's some some kind of an effort to investigate this you have people like doug papa who's been investigating this who's still talking about it on his podcast he's still giving different new updates on this and then you have other people out there in the world debunkers like on twitter who right out of the gate they just said it was a hoax like how do you know that you didn't even look into this they didn't even give it any credence that's because they what are they going to do i mean how could they i mean i mean if they if they look at okay maybe they'll still they'll look at the at the body cam footage and say oh no, 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 that's just a meteor and the rest of it's just the rest of it that's a lie they're just lying well, how do they know that? How could you how could you call somebody a liar? They made a nine one one call. They can go to jail for that. Why would they take that chance if it wasn't if it was if just a, for a phony hoax? They're not going to do that. And they didn't even seek any sort of attention after the fact. But yet, uh, people online agree with these numbskulls, right? These debunkers. You know, I don't know what it is. I mean, is it the fact that you know people in America, particularly? I want to say this. Uh, when they hear someone with an English accent like Mick West, they, 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 it's, it's more elegant. It sounds, you know, you know yes, it's, uh, it's obviously a hoax. I don't see how anyone could be- possibly believe anything like this. And then they just take it for gospel and then move on with their lives. I mean, maybe I should start talking. Maybe I should start using an English accent. I'm probably not that good at it, but I'll give it a try. You know, hey, uh, welcome to extraterrestrial reality. Uh, today we're going to talk about the experiences that I've had when I, uh, with these extraterrestrial beings. Uh, when I was a child, I experienced uh, a creature in my bedroom, and uh, uh, yes, uh, it's real, folks. And then uh, in 1994, uh, I was on holiday uh, uh, with a friend. We were night fishing, and this craft showed up. And it was obviously uh, not made by humankind. And uh, it did things that human-made aircraft cannot do. Uh, it, it was real. So there is an extraterrestrial presence here. There's something most certainly here. I've seen it. Uh, millions of other people have encountered these uh, things. And uh, uh, you should believe me because of my elegant accent. Uh, uh, yes, would you care for some brandy, perhaps? It's uh, it's uh, very fine brandy. It's uh, I will not palm you off with an Indian different port uh, so uh, sit down let's relax and let's all be reasonable uh, there are creatures here that are from other worlds there's no question about it so uh, you should believe it because uh, i'm using an english accent that should all be that should make me seem more authoritative uh, than some regular uh, coal region dialect that uh, some idiots out there might uh, you see what i'm saying see what i'm saying that's hurting my voice after a while <clears throat> anyway yeah yeah maybe if i start doing that yeah, maybe if maybe uh maybe that will be that that will be the trick you know just start doing using different accents and maybe you know instead of talking the way i do my my normal dialect you know the normal uh, accent you know get rid of it try to come up with something new and then maybe uh the word will get out there maybe i'll become more believable you know be more elegant uh, you know uh, i don't know so I guess it's worth it, worth a shot of it, you know. I mean, really, when you think about it, you know, you have uh, when you listen to like people in the from the UK, you know, they, you know, obviously that's the English language. I mean, they speak it better than we do here. Obviously, it seems right. They have the, these these accents that sound to us 
in in this country, it sounds like they have a better grasp of the language than we do here. Just the way they they sound, it's, it's this accent. It's it's very believable. It's very convincing uh, whenever they talk. And I'm wondering if that's the phenomenon here with with Mick West. It's just the fact people in, in here in America who are duped easily. They hear his accent. Uh, yes, uh, that Las Vegas incident was uh, obviously a meteor, and those people were obviously lying. It's uh, obvious hoax. Uh, there's no reason to even investigate it uh, uh, because uh, well, they're lying, and I don't believe in this kind of thing, and neither should you. So it makes me makes me wonder though, like if I was start talk, if I if I had that accent, would more people like get the message that I'm trying to put out there? Like would they hear that better? Like would they because I'm speaking in this more in a more elegant tone, a more elegant uh, uh, accent? Would would that caught would that bring more people on board with the reality of the situation instead of these these lies that are put out by con artists out there who's just looking for clicks and likes and nonsense and fame uh you know they get brought like people like mick west he gets brought on tv to debunk stuff the guy doesn't even investigate he'll, he'll look the only thing that he does right is he'll look at images of stuff and 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 figure out and say whether he thinks it's a fly or insect or or it could be something else but when it comes to these other cases like this like the vegas case that's too difficult for people like him so what they do is to them right out of the gate they'll just say it's a hoax without doing any investigation at all and just say that these people are obviously lying because he doesn't believe in it. And that's how these debunkers work. So anybody, like for instance, the aerial school, they, they they have nothing with that. When when it comes to that, you have all these witnesses, you have all these little kids back in 1994. So what did they come up with? There was some guy uh, that came up with a theory saying, well, what if it was just some traveling puppeteer that showed up at the school and, and show, put on a little puppet show and then drove away quick before any of the, the adults came out of it and, and, you know, and then Mick West puts out, puts it out there, propagates it, puts it, you know, uh, puts it on his Twitter feed so everyone sees this because he he can't come up with any uh, explanations for these for these other kinds of events. So they'll just say it's a hoax right out of the gate. I remember one time I brought up to him about the tur- turkey UFO stuff. I mean, right after uh, that was uh, that was proven that it was a hoax, wasn't it? Uh, obviously, somebody someone always, uh, has already shown that this thing was a hoax. When obviously it wasn't a hoax. When I, I talk about that all the time, there were you know people experts from four different countries that looked at all of it, looked at the film, interviewed people, and made a determination that it obviously wasn't a hoax. Uh, but again, see they, they they don't go to the for the tough things. Instead, he'll look at something that was filmed. Like he he, he went was that something recently this past week? There was uh, an episode of Skinwalker Ranch where it looked like there was a fly flying. You know, you could see wings on it. So he'll he'll jump on that. That's easy. Oh, uh, see, it's obviously it's a fly and all these people at this show, Skinwalker Ranch, are just a bunch of fools. So, I mean, that's easy, right? But when it comes to the hard stuff, like the Vegas stuff, they'll just say it's a hoax and they'll, they'll, they'll have nothing to back up the, what their reasoning is for a hoax other than it's just not true. There's no such thing as extraterrestrials coming here. There's no such thing as non-human intelligences uh, present on this planet. And then people just believe them and just, uh, 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 Mick West said it's, uh, uh, it's not real, so it mustn't be real. It must be a hoax, just like he said, because he said it, he said it like this. And it was very convincing that he said it in that English accent of his. So uh, we must believe him. Anyway, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, we are back. Uh, a, a group of intelligent beings are planning, are preparing right now to go to Mars. And those intelligent beings are from this planet, Earth. Uh, you know, actually, when you really think about it, right, and it, the amazing advancements that we have made over the past 100 years, if you look back in history and you look at the year 1923 and you look now at the year 2023, it's amazing the advancements that the human race has achieved. And here we are preparing right now to go to Mars. And uh, we've already made it to the moon. That's, that's old hat. That's over 50 years ago we started going to the moon, right? And we're planning on going there again pretty soon. But also, we're also planning on going deeper, farther than the moon. We're going to plan on going to Mars. And like, if you look at us and what we're doing, and then some people say, well, there's no way that anybody could come travel from deep space and come to Earth. Well, look what we're doing. We're planning on going to Mars. That's pretty far, right? I mean, especially considering uh, where our technology was just 100 years ago, right? Uh, anyway, here's an article that was uh, on ITV.com. I'll leave the link for it so you can check it out for yourself. And the head re- headline reads, Life on Mars, four people locked into fake habitat for NASA's year-long Big, Bro- Big Brother-style experiment. It says here, four volunteers have been locked in a fake Mars habitat by NASA and will not be leaving the 158-square-meter area for a whole year, the Crew Health and Performance Exploration Analog, or CHAPIA, habitat is part of NASA's mission to prepare for human exploration of Mars. The 3D printed structure known as Mars Dune Alpha will simulate what real life on the planet would be like. NASA will be monitoring how the volunteers cope with living in isolation and confinement in the tight space for 378 days. Well, let me just stop there for a minute. I would not be suited to travel to Mars uh, and have to live in one of these compounds. I would not be suited to stay in this this, this little compound right now. I wouldn't want to be, be like being locked up. Uh, yeah, I just don't know about that. I'm not sure about that one. Uh, but I do. I hats off to these people for uh, doing this, do, being part of this experiment. It's uh, it's very interesting. Anyway, continuing here, it says Kelly Haston, Ross Brockwell, Nathan Jones, and Anka Salariu who are not astronauts, all entered the habitat on Wednesday. They are the first of three different crews who will each carry out one-year missions in Mars Dune Alpha. The group will live and work in the habitat at NASA's Johnson Space Center in Houston, Texas, and do tasks including growing crops, simulated spacewalks, habitat maintenance, and science experiments. It has everything you might need to live on Mars, and there's even red sand outside. Let's just stop there for a second. Again, you know, the people out there, the naysayers who say that there's no such thing, there's no way that there's beings coming here from other worlds. Look at what we are doing, right? We are planning to go to Mars, and this is, we are preparing to do it. And by preparing to do it, we're doing these simulations where we're going to have people stay in these things for over a year in these habitats, closed habitats. They're not going to be able to leave. 
to see how they react, to see how they could deal with it. And uh, that's fascinating. And, and, and the, th- the thing about it is I just recently received a, a message, an email from one of my listeners, and uh, he was t- listening to all of the podcasts I have starting from over two years ago. And he was saying that he, listen- he was listening to the one where I was talking about how people just need to look around us, look around what we have right here, right now, right? And it's, I mean, this life is is a miracle. I mean, look at all the life out here. I mean, I saw today, just I saw a rabbit in the yard. I saw a squirrel. I see birds. I mean, like, look at us. The fact, all the life, this whole planet is teeming with life. You know, animals, fish, it's the human beings, the human race. It's just fantastic. And look at all the things that's going on here. It's amazing. There, there are other planets out there too that are similar, right? That, that most certainly have life, right? And some of those planets most certainly have intelligent life. And when you think about it, right now, okay, we're planning on doing this. We're right now we're planning a trip to Mars. We're doing these experiments here, right? And, and I guess that's something we have to do because I mean, once you get there, you're not going to be able to leave probably, and who knows how it's going to work. But uh, we need to see if people could deal with it, right? And so we're doing that and and that's only that's now look at think look at and look at what was going on 100 years ago this is undreamed of back then right and, and so i mean what's it going to be like a thousand years from now 10,000 years from now if we're still around right where are we where, where are we going to be going then i mean within the next 100 years we're going there's going to be people on mars right pretty soon actually probably sooner than that less than 100 years it's going to happen it's get, we're moving to that point Right, so where are we going to be a thousand years from now? Where, are we going to be heading out of the galaxy by that point, or heading uh, deeper into the galaxy, out of the solar system, and somewhere else? I mean, or ten thousand, a hundred thousand years from now, where are we going to be going? So obviously, when you think about all these things, and then you think about the all the pe- experiences and that people have had with apparent beings from other worlds i think they're from i think they're extraterrestrial i know some people say interdimensional but you think about it right it, that's what happens after, after time we keep expanding we keep one we keep wanting to explore and obviously that's what's going on with other beings they're exploring and that's why they're here we don't know what they're up to uh, we, we maybe we're just too dumb to ever understand what they're up to we just don't know but it's happening this whole thing is a miracle and there's most certainly other miracles out there too not just here Anyway, let's continue with the story. It says here, uh, each crew member has different mission activities to complete, including spacewalks, robotic operations, and maintaining their habitat. Before heading inside, the team gave a final wave and said their goodbyes. Research scientist and commander Kelly Haston said, I feel incredibly lucky and blessed to be part of this crew. It is a career highlight to be both scientist and test subject. I just can't believe I'm here, added U.S. Navy microbiologist Anka Salurio who will be the team's science officer. It says here, the results of Chapia and the knowledge gained from the mission could impact future NASA missions, including those to the real surface of Mars. Uh, The whole area is made to be accurate to life on Mars as possible and even has a 1,200 square foot red sandbox just like the planet's surface. Mars Dune Alpha is about the size of one and a half Premier League football pitches and was created using lavacrete, a type of non-shrieking polymer concrete. There are four private crew quarters, dedicated workstations, a medical station, and common lounge areas. There will be limited water supply, and the team will need to grow their own leafy greens for food as part of their mission. One of the challenges is a simulated traverse of the sandbox. In pairs, the group will need to complete virtual reality walks on treadmills. Mars has about a third of the gravity Earth does, which will create its own challenges for eventual human missions on the Red Planet. I just want to stop there for a second. Now, 
You know, the one thing about this, though, I mean, the people know that they're not on Mars. I mean, there's going to be a little bit of a difference, I would say. That's the one little thing that you got to keep in mind here. I mean, the, I mean they know that they're in some sort of an experiment and they're going to be safe in the end, right? They know they're going to get out of there, you know, at some point. It says here, uh, Mars has about a third of the gravity Earth does, which will create its own challenges for eventual human missions on the Red Planet. The objective of each traverse will vary throughout the mission from field ge- geology to taking samples and evaluating sites and simulated construction activities. Some of the virtual reality traverses will also include simulated science and maintenance activities, such as setting up experiment packages or performing, performing dust mitigation steps to optimize solar panel functionality anyway it's very interesting like we are preparing i mean at some point the extraterrestrials are going to descend on mars right now actually when you think about it there's an extraterrestrial robot uh running around mars the rover uh so yeah now extraterrestrial beings living and being breathing beings flesh and blood extraterrestrials are going to at some point uh go to mars and be there uh, and that's why nobody should be think think it's too fantastic that other beings have are doing similar things and have actually come here, made it this far to our planet, and are are exploring our planet right now or whatever. Who knows what they're doing? But anyway, uh, until next time. <laughs>